Welcome to Lift Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, and I created this podcast to help you feel inspired and uplifted so you can unleash your potential self to the world. In this podcast, I talk about divine feminine energy, female empowerment, personal development, and much more. You can expect a mixture of guest interviews and solo episodes from me alongside some of my guided meditations. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lift Yourself Podcast. Today I am joined by a special guest, Oliver Nino, who is the spiritual activator. Oliver is very much in alignment with my messaging when it comes to spirituality. He has so much knowledge and I am beyond excited to have him on the episode today to share all of his tips and wisdom with us. So Oliver, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting, Laura. So what would be an amazing starting point, if it's okay with you, is to just give us a bit of an overview as to who you are and what it is that you do and who you help, please. Yeah, so we own a, um, a publishing company and what we do is we just, me and my wife's goal is to help raise the consciousness of the planet and the people in it to love and hire, right? So my specific wheelhouse is all things energy you know, for empaths, highly sensitive souls, people who want to be healers, people who have spiritual gifts, but they don't know that they have spiritual gifts or it's out of control. Um, I do teach people how to, you know, how to master their energy. And I also have a certification course for people who want to become healers and, you know, get deeper into how to heal themselves and other people, so on and so forth. So yeah, we're blessed to be um, really, um, have close to close to three million um of our students online and also you know students from 60 plus different countries and we've just you know it's our passion we're it's something that we every single night before our head hits the pillow we're excited about how we're going to you know reach and pretty much envelop the entire world with love and the next day that's what gets us up in the morning it's it's you know it's what we do it's who we are you know yeah, it's incredible. So talk to me about your own spiritual journey. How did you get to this stage of, of that self-discovery? Yeah, I mean, I probably was the least unlikely because I'm predominantly left brain, you know, very logical. And um, and I, I grew up in the Philippines for 18 years. And I remember close to 20 years ago, um, you know, there was a big shift to where my, my family, my, my dad, lost everything in his business in the Philippines. And he wanted to give us a, a new start. So we moved to the United States. Um, and I didn't know we were moving. We just kind of did. So it kind of uprooted me from, you know, I had, uh, I had friends, I had a band there, had my life plan. And all of a sudden I'm in this new place. And, um, and someone who craves love and connection, I, it felt very um, off being in a place where I, like, I had no friends. So for me, the personal development and growth started off with being in a new place and working on myself. So I had the confidence to, you know, to, to go ahead and make friends meet people and kind of like start anew. So that kind of like sparked the beginning of like, Ooh, I can better myself. Right. And I didn't look for spirituality. Um, I mean, it's, again, it's, it runs in the family. My, my grandfather was a channel, you know, my mom and dad are very gifted and I try to run away from it, but the thing with gifts is the more you run away from it, it comes a point in, in, in your life where it kind of like circle, circles back with you and you're faced with it because it's a part of your purpose work. You need it to, to thrive, to move forward. And 
for me, it was just a series of synchronicities that whereas like, you know, whether for, for people, it starts off as seeing 11-11 or 3-2-2 or things that are that keep popping up. It was a series of synchronicities that pointed me to exploring spirituality and energy work. And, and that's kind of like the big, that's kind of like the driving force of it is it's, I tried a lot of things mentally, emotionally, rewiring the brain and mind, all that stuff. But when I started energy, it was the one that got me to where I wanted the fastest out of all of them, like, like lightning speed. And when I saw that that's how it works, that energy can actually get you, you know, to experience what you want. And instead of it being decades, it's days. Then once I saw that, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to go figure out the spirituality and energy thing, because obviously there's something that I don't know that works faster than everything I've ever, ever tried. So now it's time to learn about it. Yeah. See, this stuff is so fascinating for me because time is a man-made concept. It's just an illusion, isn't it? So when we want to create or attract something into our world, quite often we think it's going to take such a long time for all these changes to happen. I have been guilty of that so many times. So how did you delve into the energy aspect of things to help you to make changes in your life? And also what were those changes? So yeah, for me, it was very synchronistic. Um, At that point, I was focused on, you know, succeeding in the business. I started off in internet marketing um, back in the day. And I was stuck at a certain level of income. And back then, the dangling carrot of, you know, God, universe, you know, whatever you believe in is a higher power was for me was money because I was focused on how, you know, I I want to be stable. I want to have freedom. I didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck or to live in survival. And a lot of times, you know, we need to need the most basic needs and then we can self-actualize and then give back. So at that point, I was working hard and working harder but working harder didn't equate to more. It just is just more stress. You would think, okay, you, 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 did, you did this work and it got you here. So if you do more of it, it will get you there. But it comes to a point where that is not true because we have a limited amount of time in the day. So I had a, a dear friend, uh, um, a very gifted intuitive. Um, her name is Crystal. And she told me, hey, you know, you got abundance blocks. And unless you remove them, it's going to be very hard getting to where you want. And I'm like, what are these abundance blocks? Like, and apparently I had trapped energy, right? And that's been blocking me from experiencing abundance. So she's like, you've got this energetic. And then she gave me like a little bit more of a, a description of it. And it's like, you got you to gotta meet my friend, Nick, who does a lot of these clearings. So I, I went and I was living in California back then. I drove up to, to Panga Canyon, which is near Malibu, and walked into this octagon-shaped um, house. And there's this, you know, and this is my first exposure to a healer. I've never had this before i've never like you know it's not my realm and he's wearing all white you've got music playing you've got sage burning and i'm like this is very odd i'm mm-hmm. this is not typically what i'm used to and he sat down there you know explained to me what's going to happen and it was probably the, the most boring 40 minutes of my life because i was sitting down there and eventually the peak 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 open and he's like waving stuff with crystals making these sounds and i'm like the only thing that's making that, that's making any movement right now is my stomach because I'm hungry. And this is boring. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking. But I was very polite. I waited for it. And then afterwards, I was like, thank you. And uh, on the way out, he's like, you know what? Um, you had a lot of energy blocks on abundance, but now it's gone. So over the next three to six weeks, you should see a huge shift in abundance. And I'm like, in my mind, yeah, yeah, whatever. This is 
like, you know, thank you. I mean, at least it was interesting. Um, um, and then I didn't think much of it. And then five weeks down the road, I had this opportunity that landed on my lap and I didn't work or do anything extra to get it. It was just, everything was business as normal. And I made more in a day than I did an entire year. Wow. And that for me is what got me to believe in like, wow, there's something to this energy thing. Now, granted that my mind and my emotions were in program for that level of abundance. I found a way to get rid of it in two months, right? You know, yeah. vacation, cars, pay for the bills for the family and all those different things because I wasn't used to that much of abundance a short amount of time, but it opened my eyes to that there's this thing, there's this thing called energy that if you master it and if you learn it and if you integrate it into your life, you can get to where you want extremely fast. So for me, that was the beginning of like, wow, there's a world here that I don't know that exists, that they don't teach us growing up. It's not like you, you know, you were born um, Laura and someone says, hey, here's how energy works. Read this manual. Here's how you work. Here's how you succeed in life. Follow these and you'll be fine. We never got that. So a lot of the times we're doing it trial and error. And sometimes we never get it right at all. We didn't even know that this exists, but it exists. And that was for me, the very beginning of me really committing to learning because I'm like, if this can do this, then what else can it do, right? And, and I haven't looked back ever since. Because mm. they say, don't they, that there's a physical us and then there's the energetic part of us. So yeah. when you were going, when you went to the healer and that he, he or she was performing like the energy work on you, did you feel anything changing internally? Um, yeah, so I, because the thing is, ironically, like I train healers now and I fall into a different type of processing when it comes to energy some people see things you know when i do healings on people nowadays they see things they're very visual they see numbers memories things flash for some people they hear stuff for some it's very experiential they're, they feel hot they feel cold they feel electricity and tingling their body for some like they different pains come up in the body because as you release trap energy it's real it's, it is associated with a certain muscle or organ and it's causing um, physical um, illness and it's it's trapped there. So when it's released, you feel it where it's trapped. For some, they fall asleep because I, I call it spiritual anesthesia because their logical mind can't get in the way. So they, they're they just knocked out. And for some like me, I just know. Like, and I don't really feel much, but what happens afterwards is interesting. My entire world changes. Like, you know, all of a sudden, People that aren't supposed to be in your life, they start weeding themselves out. You know, you start like, you know, these things that need, that need to come to surface to heal. They start coming to surface to heal. People that need to be in your life, new opportunities come because when the energy is released, it's not just energy being released. Like, you know, when, with every energy being released, there's negative mindsets attached to that energy because our thoughts have energy. There's emotions attached to that energy. There's trauma attached to that energy, right? So when energy is released, it's released with all of that. And it might not happen quick as quick as energy because energy happens faster and there's lag time. So that means in 24 hours, a week, two weeks, your entire physical world starts to respond to what happened energetically because it's not as fast, but then that happened. So for me, it wasn't a, wow, my whole body's shaking and I'm seeing things because that's not my main mode of processing. It's I know and then it materializes everywhere in my life. Everything gets affected 
whenever I do an energetic shift, everything in life gets affected, everything. And um, that's for me, that's why it's important for people to kind of like know like, hey, you might not see it, but it doesn't mean nothing's happening for you. You might just have a different way of processing energy and we're all different in that regards. We all, yeah. all have a unique way. It's like you're creating space and letting go of the stagnant and old energy to then welcome in the new. I thought yeah. it was really interesting, the point that you made, how after that experience and you come into abundance, mm-hmm. you you let go of it. You couldn't hold on to it in the physical yeah. form. And I've done a lot of inner work around this. And I think it's around like subconscious beliefs and past programming and obviously behaviors in the physical form and actually feeling yeah. worthy of, of having these experiences and these good things into your world. Because sometimes naturally what we just want to do is like push it away. So how did you bring the energy aspect to then change yourself, your your beliefs around feeling worthy to have this? So it's, it's different because... I believe somebody can have something if energetically it will get them there. The question is, does it stay? Like you have lottery winners that make money and they lose it, right? So if you get the energy part right, you can have what you want. Keeping it, feeling worthy of it, it's a different game because that's all programming. That's your mind. That's your association with money. If that it's money, it's what you're trying to manifest. The emotions around it. So for me, it was interesting because I was living in two worlds. I would experience what I wanted and it would be gone. I would experience what I wanted. It would be gone. But I had a little taste of experiencing what it was. So what I would do is I would, the energy would bring it towards me. And when it's there and I, and I would lose it, it would be very apparent why I lost it. Right. Like, yeah. Because the thing is you do certain things like, you know, you spend it quickly or, like, you know, and, 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 and our thoughts in your minds, like come up, like, you know, I'm not worthy or more money, more problems, or like, you know, cause the thing is, let's say your belief is more money equals more problems. Right. And you believe that because when you were young, you saw your parents or somebody, you know, have more money mm-hmm. and they had a lot of problems. And maybe you saw somebody who, who had money and they were taken advantage of people then like them, right. They lost it all or they lost a lot of respect or connection with their loved ones. So now you have that. But the thing is, it doesn't stop there because you have that thought. But a thought is also kind of kind of brings up emotions. You might be like, oh, wow, that's scary. Like, you know, I, that is like, you know, that is, that, that is something I don't want to, you know. So you feel fearful of it, right? And, and all those different things. And then there's typically an action attached to it. When you feel fearful and scared, you might just be like, okay, I'm just not going to spend. Or am I even going to think about it? So you have these. So what people don't realize is that that trifecta of your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, they all have energy. So your thoughts have an energetic frequency. Your emotions that you have, they have an energetic frequency. And then your decisions have an energetic frequency. Now, this energetic frequency dictates your vibration. Now, this vibration part starts attracting people that dance with that kind of energy. So if they take advantage of you, they're in that vibration. Right. If they have, if they have a lack of, you know, if they have abundance problems, they're in that vibration. So now you start attracting people that vibrate there and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because when they come, you're like, oh, wow, like, you know, people aren't safe. So next thing you know, five, 10, 20, 30 years of this, you've got all of this experience that's building on this vibration 
you start thinking it's your story, but it's not your story because you weren't born that way. But somewhere along the road, something shifted that caused you to have those beliefs, that emotional response, that action or inaction, and put you in a vibration where that's all you experience. So once people learn that it's a vibration game and that everything that we do affect it. And once you work on it on the vibration game, you can at least not experience it, giving you time. Because it's very different if you're working on your mind, emotions, and energy, and you're super triggered and you're at a lack versus you do the energy work, you get what you want. You're at least not you know, trying to survive. You're at least in a better place. You're at a better chance working at the mind and the emotions when you're in a higher space rather than when you're drowning in all of this stuff, right? It's a, for me, I did that. I did that. I did the energy, got me to where I wasn't drowning and had a different mindset or a different place to where I could address the things that needed to be addressed. How about if people are surrounded by negative energy or low vibrational emotions or situations that are out of the control? Yeah. How can they not allow that to affect themselves, their own energy to help them to grow? Yes, great question. Um, and the thing is with that, realizing that with people who are highly sensitive to energy or empaths, there's two parts of their story, right? And they have to expand it. The first part is things are happening to them. They, they walk into a mall like myself. I walk into a mall. I walk into a gas station. I walk into a crowded place and then woof, it hits you. If somebody's feeling depressed or anxious and they're three aisles down or right next to you in the checkout counter, they don't even need to look at you. You absorb it. And depending on what level of sensitivity you have, your heart beats, fa beats faster, you get anxious, you get sweaty palms, you hyperventilate, all the stuff because you are processing their energy and you're feeling it and it affects you, right? So at the very beginning, a lot of learning about pr protecting their energy, learning about self-care, which is huge, 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 which but the thing with a lot of people who are sensitive to energy have a lot of guilt or rules around self-care, so you don't do it much, but you don't realize when you do self-care, you help, you know, it's, it's our body, it's our energy's natural way of clearing um, what isn't ours and restoring it to what it's supposed to be. And in the beginning, yeah, you do a lot of that stuff at the beginning, but you're not meant to stay at a place where you're always protecting yourself, right? The next phase is that, okay, now when you do that, you know what's yours and you know what's not yours. And then once you're not always having to deal with other people's energies, you have all this free energy now that you can use for your life. So you raise your vibration a little bit more. And when you do, it doesn't affect you as much. Then you step into your purpose work. You start shining your light. Next thing you know, it flips. Because just as powerful as somebody else can affect you, guess what? It works both ways. Your light can also affect them. You can be that person that walks into a store and everybody negative or low vibration or even in a normal space can feel your positivity. Yeah. And that causes a fundamental shift. And that's one of the things I realized is like, like we forget because we come here as light beings. We bear a lot of light and love. We forget that the light within us is a lot of times the solution to the darkness around us. And if we step into that, that ceases to exist or affect us in a way where it's debilitating. Mm, yeah, one of the things I do is in my own practices is I ask for protection, you know, from my yep. guides because I believe in spirit guides and angels. Yep. 
Um, mm-hmm. When I go out on my day or, you know, whatever it is that I'm you know, doing. And I find that that does help me. And I think you're right. It's, a, it's an ongoing journey of trusting that you can protect your energy. And then when you're, you know, faced with negativity or situations that are out of your control and then you feel that because I'm an empath as well so I am quite highly sensitive and also I'm a cancer star star sign so I'm emotional so with that combined together like I do I have had to learn how to look after myself to help me be the best version of of me Um, and I find that naturally when I'm in that space it's like I don't attract negativity as much it's almost like I repel it away from me is that a thing that people would be yeah. off from that and I've seen it in my own life to where well I'm different in terms of like I am can be too intense at times very very black and white and thinking and in the beginning I was like you know God higher power spirit guides please if I am on the wrong track please make it abundantly clear in all areas of my life and make it a level 10. Yeah. I don't want it to be subtle. I want it to be in my face. So in the past, if I dip in vibration, problems show up. People who are negative, who I don't talk to or I talk to at least once a year kind of thing, all of them show up within 30 minutes. Like, you know, and then, and then you can, I can tell really quickly if I'm in wrong vibration because everything in my entire environment changes radically and then i get sucked in at the beginning i got sucked into let me fix the problems that show up but what i was doing is the more energy and thought and emotion i poured into that reality the more it solidified itself until i would get to a point where i would snap out of it and say it's an energy game it's a vibration game how can i raise my vibration and change the channel so that i can be in a channel while none of this is there and I work on my vibration, doing the things that you you know you probably know how to do: boundaries, taking care of yourself, alone time, you know, moving your body, salt bath, sage energy work. There's a lot of ways to do it. And when I do that, my vibration rises up. And there are just certain things that are not available at a higher vibration. So a lot of those things that either solve themselves or completely disappear because they can't exist in that vibration. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's been the case. Is like. It's, I look at it like if you are jogging and somebody wanted to hurt you and throw a rock at you or you're, in, or you're on a bike, if they can see you and they're the same playing field as you, they get a rock, they throw it, it can hit you, can affect you, right? So, and then another scenario, let's say same person wanting to hurt you, but you're on a plane. It gets to a certain altitude to where you're playing. That person can still see the plane but there comes a point to where even if they are the strongest person in the world, they can throw that rock really far. There comes a certain altitude and, and, and height to where it can't reach the plane. You won't even know somebody tried to throw a rock at you to hurt you. It won't even register. And then when you go even higher, there comes an altitude to where that person below can't even see you. You can't even see them. They don't even know you exist. Therefore, they can't even hurt you because they can't even see you you're in a very different pretty much playing field and that's how i look at the vibration is that it gets to a point or it gets high to where you don't feel it the same way it doesn't register the same way 
Like if, if, if there's a low vibration and somebody does something to you in the past, if you're in a low vibration, one is enough to kind of rattle you and kind of debilitate your entire day. But you get into a higher vibration to where you can have 30 of those and still be smiling because it's all vibration based. And depending on the vibration, we also have different resources fueling us, healing us, protecting us, rejuvenating us on autopilot. Certain vibrations, we don't even have to ask God, higher power, or spirit guides to help. They just do. Because in that vibration, it is, it's there, it's, it's there, you know what I mean? So for me, when I've learned that, that becomes my default is what vibration am I on? Is it high or low? And if it's low, how can I pause everything and fix it? Because that is the one thing that affects everything. So I'd, I'd rather do that, you know? How about if someone is going through a, a challenging time in, in their life right now, um, whether it's a loss, a breakup, grief, sadness, um, just a moment where it has triggered them so the vibration has dropped? Because yeah, how can they make that shift in a way where it's not suppressing the emotion? Yep. However, it's not allowing them to stay in that place for too long. Yeah. So a lot of it is the goal really is that as human beings, we will have dips. Life will happen to us. And the goal is not, the goal is not to completely eradicate it because it's not possible in human form to, to complete and not sustainable and very unrealistic to say, you're never going to have a bad day. You're never going to have loss. You're never going to have grief. You're never going to have a bad thought or feel anger. It's not a case. Yeah. Is knowing yourself well enough to where if that normally takes you a week or two, can it be a day? And can you do it enough to make it an hour? And, 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 and it's not like you don't, you don't feel it. You just fully feel it, but you don't let it spiral and become debilitating, right? So there's a difference between shoving it under the rug and completely processing it quickly so that the energy is in and out. You feel it, and it doesn't bother you anymore. So for me, I'm a big um, advocate for can you shorten time? Like, you know, turn it, because if you don't, that one hour become a day, become a week, become a yeah. month, become a year. Can you do it in a week? Can you do it in a day? And during those times when I'm highly processing, I do more self-care than I normally would. Because I know when I do self-care, I, one, I prevent myself from overheating like a car. When a car overheats, you can't do anything with it. It cools down. So self-care lowers that. So it lowers the stress levels. It clears energies. It clears my mind. And self-care also increases my capacity because it's an act of self-love to handle with it more. And when you have a lot of love present, when you're dealing with something tough, it allows it to process faster versus if you have anger and fear, those lower level you know, um, energies, it's, it takes way longer and it's harder and it's it, it, and it goes against the, the, the healing because it might add more injury to what's already there versus having you know self-care self-love practices it allows it to process even faster than normal so for me i just know if i'm going through some stuff great i won't beat myself up for it you know i'll take half a day a day full self-care do things that i love allow it to process allow it to feel it but then again have those practices so that i can process it quicker than most. Mm. Have you got any tips and advice around people, how people can process the emotion 
quickly? I know you mentioned self-care, but is there anything in particular that works? Um, it depends for people. For some, it's the elements, you know, it's the sun. It is them like running around and the wind in their face. Is there some, it's, for some, it's the feet in the ground. For some, it's water. Yeah. The ocean clears them, right? For some, it's solitude. Like they process so much energy for other people. They're sitting next to somebody and they can't help, but they're, in, they're helping that person. So for some, it is a complete break from technology and being around people for an hour or two. Right. And, and they're, and when they're alone, their energy can do what it's supposed to do or what it does for others. It can do for themselves and it clears them for some, it is expression. you know, they, they, they want to write songs or they want to paint for some, literally the key is moving their body. They got to work out. They have to dance because a lot of the times when these emotions come in strong, they also have energy and it's, the stagnant or overwhelming energy that stays, that's what causes the spiral. So sometimes the movement of the body and dancing shakes off all the excess energy. And what it does, it allows it to flow and move out. Um, so sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's spiritual practices. It's a sage, it's a Palo Santo. You know, it's the, it's the energy clearing. So there's a lot of different ways and everyone's different. But the biggest clue is looking to... One, what you normally love doing as a child, because we're all born wired with things that can naturally clear our energy. Mm -hmm. just, we don't do it often. So doing the things that we love to do as a child or looking at typically when this kind of thing happens to you in the past, what do you do to feel calm and self-soothe? And when you have that list, you know, you just use all of it with no apologies because it's needed. Yeah. You go all in yeah. and you clear the entire day or half the day or the hour and be like, all right, I'm doing this. And it doesn't matter if you're, you're just watching funny stuff, laughing at Netflix and laughter therapy is the way to go, right? It doesn't matter. Like that day is your, is your free pass on just going all in because the alternative is you don't deal with it. A day becomes a week, a year, two years. Next thing you know, you're in this very heavy and dark place for years and it's harder to get out of it because the reality is built on top of it because of energy and vibration versus like knowing like, I, I don't want that. I've done that before and I want something different. So like, I'm going to take a day or two or half a day to just deal with it in, in the way I described. And in that way, it doesn't follow you to the future. Yeah, I love that because it's allowing yourself to express it without judgment, releasing it and then not letting it stay any longer than it needs to because then that becomes part of your identity. It will then influence yeah. more of what you attract and it will just keep you in that loop cycle. So when you're focusing on changing your energy to attract something in your future and you, I know the way that you mentioned that it, things can happen really quickly, like, is that all from internal energy of meditating and visualizing to allow yourself to be able to attract things in the physical form or what else helps in, in order for us to be able to, because let's face it, people want things fast. We live in a society where we get things really quickly. So yep. I'm interested to just hear your view on that with the knowledge that you've had, that you have and the work that you've done. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways and the visualizing is not always the way for everybody, Yeah. right? Because the thing is, we've done it to where my wife and I do 
so, several times what we call set it and forget it manifesting to where we don't do affirmations daily. We don't vision board daily. I mean, there was a time where I did yeah. you know, slow, but for us, if we can get ourselves in a high enough frequency, we only have to say it once and that's it. And it, and, and, and it happens like whether it's a week, a month or two, and we're surprised ourselves. We forgot it. We even set an intention. So a lot of it is, it depends on vibration. If you're in a lower vibration or humanistic vibration, sure, you're going to have to think about it and spend a lot of time and really force it and really kind of like use all of it to your advantage. But when you're in a higher vibration, energy moves faster here. You have more available to you to where you can literally just say for the highest good of all or God, spirit guides, I want to experience this in my life. And you stamp it in, in the high vibration. And when you do, I look at it as guaranteed mail with tracking. And if it gets lost, there's insurance. It's going to get there, period, <laughs> yeah. no matter what. So no when. So that's one way I do it. The other way I do it is I know that a lot of times it's not that it doesn't want to come. Is that we have, as a society, we have this very different view of manifesting right so for me i look at it as law of attraction right yeah and at the beginning it's, it's law of attraction but it's also law of massive action and then eventually it becomes law of vibration so at the beginning you saw law of attraction it's like hey i want this car this house this relationship right within 24 to 40 hours signs will come opportunities will show up it's up to us to take advantage of it a lot of people don't they see that come they're like i'm not ready Right. And, and if they only saw it for what it was, that that's, that's what's showing up, showed up because you made a request. And then the door that leads to that request is being given to you. But then your mind kicks in, your emotions kick in. You have rules of like, oh, that I can't do that. I'm not ready. I don't have time that, you know, I'm like, I'm unworthy of it or it's scary, whatever it is. And then finally, a year, three, five, 10 years later, when you're ready, you come back to that same door and say, I'm ready. And it's there. But yeah. it wasn't that, it's not that it wasn't ready earlier on. It's that we weren't programmed to think it can happen that fast. So for me, I know that about how the way manifesting works. So when I set an intention within 24 to 48 hours, things will come. And when it comes, I bravely, it's not easy all the time, take action on it because we live in a world where that's needed. You can say, hey, I want to manifest a Lamborghini. And if they say, okay, you want a Lamborghini, you're still going to have to drive there. You're still going to have to open the door, put the keys and drive it back home. You're still going to have to take action, right? People don't get the part sometimes that that's important, right? They think it's all going to come. It's easy. It's going to be like, you know, and it does get to that point. When you work enough on your vibration, you can, you can live a life to where every day is a miracle. Every day blessings come and it comes and it comes easy. But that life that's easy you need to work hard to remove the things that aren't you, that are blocking you so that your vibration is high. And when it's high, it becomes easy, but it requires work. Mm -hmm. So that's what a lot of people like miss out is that there's two parts of it in the beginning, law of attraction and law of massive action. And, and there are times too where I layer something on top of it to where if I want something that I'm going to surround myself with people who are already there yeah. because people who are already there, they have that energy and if I can feel that energy, then I can know what it's like. Then that energy affects me. Then it can start pulling me towards that direction energetically. 
So for me, I kind of layer that also because I know how energy works. And if I'm around that, it will affect me. And if it affects me, that's great. Because now if I have it on the energetic level, it's only a matter of time when I'm going to have it on the physical and material level. Yeah, because energy is contagious, isn't it? So as soon as you can feel that, you know the feeling of what it is that you desire and what you want, and you can tap into that. And when you focus on looking after yourself, protecting your Mm -hmm. own energy, and like you say, raising your vibration, that's when you will see the signs and synchronicities from the universe, and you have a choice then through love. We all have free will to follow that or not, and that will then connect you with the manifestation. Is it okay with you if I na- like nail it down a little bit more like niche specific yeah, and sure. specifically about love and manifesting love and a partner? Because when it comes to, you know, like I know that money and love are quite close connected in the masculine energy. How can someone begin to manifest and attract their like, I don't know if you believe in soulmates, but a partner into their life? So for me, it's a perfect example. I mean, I did that um, and I wasn't even meaning to do that. Um, I was in a marriage um, that like, you know, we just grew apart Yeah. and it wasn't for the highest good to be there. And I remember I, you know, we separated and then I took time to myself like a week, a week and a half or so in Sedona, sacred land, powerful for transformation. I went there and I just surrendered. Like, you know, surrender to what's going to happen next. And then what came up was like, okay, you've got to release everything in your heart that's blocking you. And the reason why I wasn't attracting the kind of love I wanted is because my heart was vibrating at a certain level to where what I wanted wasn't available in that vibration. So, yeah, I had to go up there. I had to go up on a vortex and write down names and and, and people who've hurt me and people who, who I'm like, ah. I didn't even want to forgive some of them because I thought if you forgive them, then they get away with that kind of thing. Right. So I wrote all of them down and I was like, I released this and I was, you know, going through all the emotions of release, relief, crying, sadness, all that stuff. So I had to first release what was in here because it doesn't matter if you do everything perfect. If the person that you're wanting or that's meant to be with you is in a higher vibration and you are not, it's going to be like two magnets. It's going to repel and it's never, it's never going to, they're never even going to show up. Yeah. So I released yeah. it first. That was a big one. And then um, I made an intention to, in that time to find myself. So I was like, I started doing everything that I loved because in the process of people pleasing, I became somebody who I couldn't recognize anymore. So I started doing the things that I, that I love doing and writing songs going on movies, watch, having fun, and just kind of like finding myself. And then in the process as well, I remember I wrote down the ideal things that I wanted in, in a partner. What would I like? And it was pages, pages deep. So if I look at that, it was the release of energy. Mm-hmm. It was self-care and loving myself, which raised my vibration. Then I wrote down what I wanted. And my wife now showed up four days after I wrote that. I didn't even wow. like, just like out of nowhere. I wasn't even looking for a soulmate, but because my vibration was there, it showed up, right? And she did something very similar before we showed up as well of releasing and all that stuff. So it, 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 it linked up. Aged both together. Yes. Wow. So that's the biggest thing is like, a lot of it is we can't look at love logically because it's not. And when you do, you attract people that really aren't in their hearts 
yeah. or in the logical heart it's heart space is a very different place to attract from so for me i had to do the work like and it's releasing it's loving myself getting in the high vibration wrote it down when i wrote it down now what i want to manifest is even physical form because i wrote it down and it's on paper versus just a thought and the combination of that led me to here right so some elements in play but that's kind of the formula that I followed and I've shared it with a lot of people and it's worked for them too. How did you let go of that attachment to that person or that, you know, that particular person with those characteristics coming into your life and when it was going to happen? Because I think sometimes when we're wanting to know when it's going to show up, that creates the resistance, doesn't it? And pushes it further away. I did it intention because I wasn't ready. I wrote their names down. I'm like, I'm releasing, I'm ready to release all of this pain in my heart now yeah, yeah. i didn't even i didn't even have to believe it but i just had to set the intention crumple that paper later later i burned it but yeah the, people don't realize how powerful intentions are in, in in a way of clearing energy right and if all you do is able to get yourself in a place where you're able to declare an intention it starts the process yeah and it unfolds and all you have to really do is the things that show up you bravely, lovingly take action. Mm. And do you believe that the universe or like higher power will align people who are meant to be together? Lessons, for sure. People that we're supposed to meet. I do believe that um, we don't meet anybody by accident. Yeah. Anybody that we meet, whether or not they helped us or caused us a lot of pain, they're meant to bring us to the next version of ourselves mm. right and when we people when we doors close because sometimes all the doors have to close so that you turn around and focus on the one door that you're supposed to walk through right so yeah it can be painful and a lot of times i've also realized that a lot of the things that we experience that are traumatic in the past they're clues to what we're here to solve and do in the future so we've experienced a lot of pain in relationships and you're with somebody who's narcissistic Maybe, maybe your work has to do with helping women or people who are going through that and you're able to now help them on a deeper level because you went through it. Yeah. And I do yeah. believe there, I mean, we're in a reality right now where, yes, you go through pain and it wakes you up and we go through pain to learn. But I do believe that we're also shifting to reality where you don't need pain and suffering to learn. Yeah. You can just learn without having to go through that. And that's a big shift that's happening. But we're still stuck in the old paradigm of like, shoot, I need to make mistakes and feel pain to learn. But eventually we can just be like, I choose to learn in a beautiful, happy, easy, you know, space rather than pain. And next thing you know, you're learning the pain. Next thing you know, it just happens in your dream form where we're working things out energetically and we're working out in dream form so it doesn't have to show up in real life. And then we just shift the way we work through energy. It doesn't have to be in the physical realm it can be in the energetic realm which is in my opinion quicker and faster and easier too that's so interesting I've never heard that being said like that before it's true it's like we have a belief that we need to go through this pain and this hurt in order for us to experience growth but when you think about it that is just a belief and why does it have to be like that so if someone is wanting to expand their spiritual practices maybe explore if they have any spiritual gifts and want to activate them 
what tips would you give for people to begin to explore that? I mean, a lot of the times the gifts are there, right? They're already there. They've been there since you were a kid. It's either that you're there. And the thing is, I've seen people to even if they don't think they have a gift or didn't even know they have a gift, it doesn't matter if they believe it or not, because that's not where gifts operate anyway. It operates from your soul, from your higher, from your higher power. So I've seen people go through in their entire lives not knowing they have a gift, but they're still gifted. And the gift runs in the background. Runs in the background. Like, you know, and you have people that are transmuters to where when they're around people, that person can, can come up with heavy, heavy energy and baggage and you might feel good. And when you're in their presence, like you don't even have to actively try to help them. Your energy does it. And next thing you know, they feel leaving good or lighter. And depending on whether or not you're in the right vibration, you've done self-care, you might be energized, you might be feeling okay, or you might be completely drained, taking on all their stuff. And takes you three to four hours to process it because you took it from them and you're processing within you. And if you're in a high vibration, you don't feel it and happens fast. If you're in a low vibration, you feel everything and it's hours or days, right? So in that way, you don't know you have a gift. All you can tell is like, wow, I don't want to be around people sometimes because they take on too much. Yeah. But the gift is there. It's happening, right? So a lot of times it is awareness because again, Gifts are there. They're happening. They're happening underneath the surface. A lot of it is intention of like, before going to sleep, hey, I would love to learn more about the gifts that I have. Or, hey, I would I want an intention to clear all the blocks that are preventing me from accessing or using my gifts for the highest good of all. And it can start off with intention before going to bed because bedtime, even if it's four, five, six, eight hours, that's energy time. And that eight hours can be 5, 10, 30, 40 years because the things that you're able to achieve in a spiritual energetic realm is way more than what we can do sometimes in this lifetime, right? So I treat nighttime very like very differently and it's very sacred to me because I know a lot of work can be done when you sleep. Right. That's so powerful. I have gone through my own spiritual awakening, spiritual growth and uncover my own healing gifts. And I'm still going through the process. And I recently qualified as a hypnotherapist. And when I've done sessions with clients, I can feel that this is something I'm meant to be doing. I don't know. I can't explain it. It's like my soul can feel it. It's an energy feeling. Like I'm I have this certain thing about me where people just open up to me. So obviously I know I have to protect my own energy, but I do feel that that is part of my role here on, on the planet is to help people with their healing journey. So I'm really interested in hearing a little bit more about your evening, what you do in the evening to help you activate that more when you sleep, because I'm always wanting to improve myself and, you know, grow. And I think that would be something that would help me. Yeah, I mean, I intentions are always powerful before you go to sleep. Um, setting the intention of like during nighttime, like you know, I want to learn and set the intention. Yeah. I also yeah. at the very beginning, like what does help? Um, you if you got crystals, like yeah, it's powerful. <laughs> like you know, typically what you can do is if this is your bed, right? You can put selenite sticks on each side as a grid. So if okay. your bed's you know um rectangular. Selenite, six, selenite, selenite, and one, two, three, four. And selenite, they hold a very high frequency and they're attached to the angelic realm, right? So it, it, it just helps put the frequency there. And then you might even put a amethyst underneath the bed 
like you know, I, I typically have a citrine next to yeah um in the past I'm a, crystals I, mean, I use them but sparingly nowadays but in the past I, I would have the uh, citrine next to the amethyst because the citrine has the energy of the sun and it's one of those crystals that doesn't you don't need to clear it you'd have to put it under the sun for it to, to cleanse or the moon it does it naturally and anything next to it it also clears so it will clear the amethyst so now i've created a kind of like a crystal grid in the bed that facilitates it now so now that's there that's something helping me because it has its own consciousness and it brings in the energy so when i'm on a bed now my intentions are more powerful i want to experience like you know i want to learn i want to release i want to heal during sleep insert whatever you want to work on you can say it and then breath work is also very important because the thing is it doesn't have to be long but certain breath patterns open up certain dimensions of, of energy so if you know so if it's like you inhale for three mm. hold it for three exhale for three right or inhale for five hold it for five exhale for five and you do that seven or eight times um the breath work um like really it's, it, it does something where the numbers create certain, a sacred geometry as you're breathing naturally, even though you don't think about it, it does create something and it unlocks higher levels of consciousness that normally you wouldn't be able to access. So I, I, I mix the crystals with the intention and I'm, I may be breathing that way. And if I'm breathing that way and I really want to you know, take it to the next level, I might imagine like, you know, a white or purple light coming from the heavens, coming down, filling me up from the from the crown because when you're doing work and sleep it's the crown chakra you want you don't want third eye much you want a crown crown goes higher it's more wisdom there third eye is more worldly yeah it's great it has certain applications but crown is where you want to be playing when you're sleeping because you can go higher mm -hmm. so i imagine filling me up right and i just take deep breaths as that's going right and if you wanted to be extra adventures you can even try to follow the light going up as high as you can so you can feel the energy, but the combination of all of that gets you ready to where when you're sleeping, your the energy is already there and your mind's not in the way and you can just go, right? So for me, I mean, the beginning that helped a lot because it, it does, again, I don't, I like layering stuff, right? Because the thing is, sure, I can just breathe, but if breath work works and crystal works and intentions work and light works, right? And maybe you're burning something, sage works, and music works. Why wouldn't you want to stack the deck in your favor and use all of them to make it easier for yourself? So I'm a big fan of layering and stacking things up so that I can get the desired results faster or get into that energetic state faster. How about sound? Do you use samples or any sounds in particular when you're doing that? Um, in the beginning, I explored everything. Right, you sleep on with a, with some yeah. you know some hurts. Yeah, I have sound bowls in the house, but again, it depends on where you are in the growth journey. At the beginning, I used all of them, but all of them are meant to teach you that you have it within you, and then yeah. you kind of get into a phase where you make that leap and you can access that energy within you, and then you go full circle and realize, sure, it's outside of me, it's within me. So if today I want to use a crystal, I can use a crystal. I can use a sound bowl. But if you don't have it, you're like, oh, shoot, I can't do it because I don't have it. Oh, you have it within. So it, there is a full circle that happens. Uh, and at the beginning, yeah, I tried it all. They're all very helpful. It reminded me 
what I had within me, but even that part took a while to get. Because for a while, I just thought it was just that. And I'm nothing without that. Mm. I need my crystal. I need this. I need that. And at the time, I did. Because I couldn't facilitate it within myself. But it gets to a point where you can. And you can choose to do it with it or without it. Um, but at the beginning, and even sometimes when I really want, like my, my entire philosophy is like, if I'm doing something, I'm going to layer every, every possible thing I can just to make it easier. Because why, why make it harder when it's a lot of hard, hard things already in life? You know, make it easy for you to, to tap into the energetic space. Make it, make, it, make it simple to where you know every single time when you do this, this, and this, and you even layer it, that you will feel or get or access this every single time without fail. So for me, I like that type of certainty. And you are connected to the divine. You are connected to spirit. So you don't need to put your attachment to the crystals and to everything else, even though they're nice and they do help. I think what you're saying here is so right that you have that power within you to just do that all by yourself and you don't need anything to assist along the way. And that was a lot, I guess, again, it was important for me at the beginning, at least for me. Yeah. At first I gave my power away to crystals. Yeah. Like writing with a with the training goes on. You do it at first, right? And it's part of the journey. Yeah. And it took me longer than most. I maybe probably fought that whole message of everything's within you. You can yeah. do it for years. Because it's harder when your mind's in the way of like, oh, is that yeah. even really true? It's easier to hear it from the external. We don't look, our, depending on our self-image and our identity, we might reject it. So it's a lot that you're going against. So at the beginning, yeah, I needed the tools. I needed, I needed all that. And that's what they were for. That's what they're for. Yeah. They're here for us to use when we need them. And hopefully we get to a place where we realize that we have it within, but they're here for a reason, right? So I feel like they, they are very much a part of the journey. And a lot of it is, I, look, I try to look at it very, without lenses of guilt and, and judgment and shame, which I had a lot in the past for like, for, for those, and just look at it as it's showing up for my specific journey right now for a reason. And I'll just accept it, understand it. And when the time comes that I need to learn more about going within, I'll get the signs and I'll follow it and I'll do it. But for now, I'll just enjoy the whole thing and not rush it because if you rush a flower to bloom, you will kill it yeah. in the process. Yeah. So I just let, I know if like a flower, there's the sun, there's the water, there's all the elements and there's the right environment for it, it will blossom in time. So I'm more focused on giving myself the right environment, knowing that whatever has to unfold in divine time, it will unfold. With the patience, with consistency, focusing yeah. on the nourishment of like the environment, as you say, it will all happen as it's meant to. Yeah. When you touched on the self-image, and I know you said earlier on in the podcast how you come into contact with money and then you got it, it left your life as quickly as it comes, so to speak. How how else did you work on your self-image and your self-worth to allow you to do the things you're doing now? Healing with parents. That was a big one because a lot of the self-worth, self-image comes from earlier on, yeah. right? So I know I had to do a lot of healing with my relationship with my dad and relationship with my mom because everybody else in between that's caused pain in my life, they showed up, but they weren't the initiation point. They weren't the root. This is one where it all started. It started with mom and dad. His mom and mom is 
your relationship with the female energy yeah. earlier on and that's your relationship and association with male energy so whenever there's anything traumatic going on in there that gets planted as seeds that's what you experience a good portion of your early life right so for me in order to heal it at the core i had to go to where it was created so a lot of it was full circle healing my relationship with my dad like you know and really and 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 becoming you know going through different phases in my life did help with that it gave me empathy but a lot of it is is you know the, the the formula for me is being eventually living with an open heart surrendering um and living life with the intention of doing things for the highest good of all and it's not perfect all the time you know because i still have because i'm very impatient i want things fast which you know things are slow sometimes like and, and then when you release it becomes fast it's like this funny thing that a game <laughs> game that gets played but the moment i hold on it's slow when i release it's fast so i don't think i was wired for it to be my because i'm i want things fast i'm skeptical i mean my entire makeup is completely the opposite of somebody who you would think would thrive in a spiritual energetic realm but i learned to master my mind i learned and realized that yes i might be skeptical i may be impatient and that might serve me in some areas but that's not all of me it's a part of me and in certain areas where it's needed sure let me bring you out if you got to be skeptical because you need to be skeptical sure let me elevate the role and give you something to do let me i don't want to disown that part of me because it's given to me for a reason it just can't become all of me because it becomes all of me it's not qualified to be all of me mm. right so it becomes just a part of me that i can use that i can master that i can you know that i can integrate with my entire being and i'm realized that i'm more than just that i'm an, i am an you know multi-dimensional endless source of being that can create at will so that even though that's me it only becomes all of me if i choose it to be all of me yeah it have to be integrating the shadow self and having that compassion for the past and yep. allowing yourself to move forward and it's so it's so interesting and I could talk to you for so long about all of this stuff because yeah. like I said at the start of the podcast it's so in alignment with me and what I'm about in my messaging I would love to hear a little bit more about the book that you're writing and how people can find a little bit more from you and your plans for the future yeah yeah so I'm writing this book at a time of this recording with with Hay House it comes out next year and it's it's really on it's I wanted to teach because we reach a lot of people with our programs and stuff, but I know not everybody will see in person. We can't hug everybody. You know, we can't see everybody. So we wanted, I wanted to put all my best stuff in the book um, as a way to where if people wanted to learn how to protect their energy, clear their energy, raise their vibration and all that stuff that I can put it somewhere that's easy to read, that's translated in a lot of different languages. So I can reach those that I normally can't reach. So that was my intention is how can I, if I were to be able to hand myself a book, that's all. If I can travel back in time, 20, 30 years, and hand myself one thing, that's all I can do. What would that one thing be? That if I opened it, I followed it, life would never be the same. I would skip a lot of suffering. I'd be happier sooner. 
and I'd, and I'd have it all. So that's what that was my intention with writing the book. And um, and yeah, as far as um content, I have a lot. Like I I put a lot of free stuff out there. So in Instagram, like in at Spiritual Activator or TikToks at Spiritual Activator, I put a ton of content, a lot of free stuff to where if people wanted to just you know get a technique or learn how to improve you know their their lives through energy and spiritual gifts, then just just a, a plethora of um of just free content out there, and then. And then, yeah, my site is thespiritualactivator.com. And that's about it. But I, I try to make a lot of my stuff free and accessible for those, you know, who just want to try it out. It's They can just easily watch something and, and see if it resonates. So, yeah, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, same spiritual activator. And uh, and um, and hopefully podcasts like these help me just kind of like reach more people and spread the message. Yeah, well, I don't have any doubt that it won't help because I think I've when I've watched your content, it's so impactful, so inspiring, and it's helped me a lot too. So I'm sure the listeners will really get so much value, especially if they've enjoyed, if they've enjoyed this episode. The last question that's just come into my mind, and I, I am very mindful of your time, is do you believe that we can have it all and that people can have it all in their life? If you ask me... 20 years ago, the answer is no. Um, if you ask me now, the answer is yes, because that's how life has been for us. And it wasn't always the case. And not only for us, but for people who we've helped, because you only experience duality if you have things that are counter-manifesting, which is a term my wife coined. So let's say you want love right? But then your mind's like, love is difficult. They leave you. They cheat on you. They're emotionally unavailable. Or when I even be that, you might just be like, the world's not safe. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to be seen. And I don't want to open up. And in in doing that, you think you're protecting yourself. But yeah, if you don't want to open up and your heart is closed, then you're going to attract people whose hearts are closed. And it's a cycle, right? So you get get what you think is love, but they're closed off. Or they're occasionally open, but it's conditional. And it becomes toxic in a way where it's, it, it hurts your soul, right? And you think you can't have it all. And you think it's something outside of you, but you don't realize it's something within you. So when you do the work and you clear the box, mentally, emotionally, energetically, right? Then it comes to a place to where it's all in alignment. And what you experience is what you thought you never would experience is, is a life without duality. It's just oneness it's unison right and i have um people that i have that have experienced that to where their family members who used to be skeptical are now asking them how did you do it yeah what's different what's the secret and it's just not it's just not trending that's why it's not a common thing very few people you know in comparison to the majority live it and embody it that's because it's not common knowledge that it's even possible. So it's not a, a matter of it's rare. It's just that there's not a lot of conscious attention that's been poured into it. Therefore, people don't think it even exists because they know and they think that with good things, bad things come and duality. And we're programmed to think and operate that way. Therefore, it can be no other way for some. Because again, we don't realize that we're creating it in a way 
which is one of the hardest things to hear, but the best things to hear. Because if you can create it and you learn how you create stuff and you learn what gets in the way of creation and you learn what speeds it up or what sabotages it. And when you master that process and spend time there, you realize, wow, if I think it, so it shall be, right? And, and that's a very, very powerful, amazing place to come from. And it's something that does require work, but when you're there, you're there. Mm, it requires work and it requires trust, doesn't it? And it also requires that level of commitment towards the, because it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of letting go of what was and then welcoming what is and choosing different to well create difference in your world and, and it, gets, it gets easier yeah it gets easier because you get used to it and you start realizing when bad things happen or whatever you understand that there's cycles yeah to the universe you understand that there's people that are supposed to be in your life for the moment yeah people that are supposed to be your life for a longer time and you understand people gift you lessons and vice versa even if the lesson's painful yeah. so you start understanding the game of life and how we as energetic and spiritual beings can thrive in a world that has duality and how we can change it and impact it, not the other way around and how we can have all our needs met and more. And that's okay. Right. And then you start realizing that maybe you are the end of it to where, let's say your trauma is generational to where your great, great grandparents had it and your grandparents and your parents, and you think you have to have it because everyone's had it and you don't know any other way. A lot of times it comes into your conscious awareness because you're ending the cycle. It ends with you. And that's and, and what you're doing next has never been discovered in your family. It's never been, the path has never been walked. And you might be the only person you know who's walking that path. And you look around you and you're like, wow, you can't understand how you are the way you are. And you're so different from everybody else because you didn't grow up with any role models, but for some reason you're different. Yeah, You're meant to bring light where areas where there's there's darkness and and you you signed up for it and you are you know you are what you've been waiting for right so a lot of the times it does it does come to that and when it does everything starts clicking that you're never you're you weren't born and you were never meant to you never fit in because you weren't here to blend in you were you're here to make a difference and bring solutions that aren't here and to change the very fabric of how the world and energy in the world works and you were here for a different purpose mm. not so much to blend in but to in doing your purpose work you do stand out because you're we're different in a way we all are yeah and I have come across um like I say in in the past well recently and it was how like your the the universe will make room for your gift so when you talk about like spiritual gifts and following your spiritual gifts and whether people call it passion or whatever it is that there can be fear around will it work however the universe you know, there will be yeah. needs for that because it's part of what you're here to do oh just a lot of fear i, I work a lot of people sometimes the people that i meet they're in a very bad place and when they get to a good place then they're like shoot purpose work it's not anymore their relationship it's not abundance it's not pain it's not physical pain once all that shifted it's only one thing left your purpose work what yeah. are you here to do right and there's a lot of fear on it because people have this big expectation, like purpose work, ooh, is the thing you're born to do. So you think it's some big, grand thing, but you don't realize that 
anything can be purpose work. You could be walking down the street and see a stranger and you smile at them, send them love. And that person might be on their way to end their life. And because they felt your love and saw that, they don't because they realize there's hope in humanity. And you may save a person's life without even knowing it. But if your rules are, oh, in order to do purpose work, I got to be on stage. I got to do this, got to do that. And it's so yeah. my sky high, then it's going to create unnecessary suffering for just realizing that purpose work isn't something that you do. It's you embodying who you truly are. And by embodying that, things come from it. Beautiful things. You change people's lives, whether you intend to or not. So purpose work is more of an embodiment. That when you embody who you are, um, your authentic energy, you know, your gifts, that by just being that, and you think about it, people that change the world, they're not talkers, they're embodiers. They embody the message so well to where being in their presence, you can feel it from their soul and just being in their energy space, it shifts you in ways that it wouldn't if someone, they were just repeating something and they never really believed it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. embodiment is, is the key. And, and that for me is the purpose work. That's why somebody who might never speak on stage, write a book, you know, do what we're doing right now can be just as impactful with their energy and doing it on them and focusing on them. Because again, the way energy works, when you work on yourself, you're not only working on yourself. Guess what? People are connected to you. Your family is connected to you on an energetic level. The whole world it's connected to you on an energetic level because we are energetic beings. So when you work on what's within you, you're working on what's outside of you as well. So purpose work is a very big topic and it doesn't have to look a certain way. And you can perfectly be working on yourself, loving yourself and having a ripple effect and affecting more people than you can ever think you're affecting. You just have to broaden your definition of self you know, of, of, of like pretty much purpose work. And that's something that I've had to do and it's helped. And a lot, it's helped a lot of people too, when they start looking at like, wow, everything I do big or small can be purposeful. Yeah. It's the small things that you do that can influence and impact others in a positive way. And then it's the cycle like ripple effect, isn't it? Of how yeah. that can contribute to the world. Absolutely. Oliver, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. I've enjoyed every single yeah. moment of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Laura, thank you so much for having me here. Hopefully it serves your audience well. And, and, and those you know who need to hear it, hear it. We're here to serve. Super happy and very I mean, honored to, you know, to share this information with you and your audience. Oh, no, I'm so honored to have you today and share all your wisdom. It's been really helpful for me as well. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Lift Yourself Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe. And if you would like to see more content from me, follow me on Instagram at underscore lauralifts underscore. If you're feeling generous, give this podcast a review on the Apple Podcast app as it will help this podcast get in front of more people who need to hear this content. Thank you so much for listening. I am so, so grateful to have you with me. And I'm really looking forward to speaking to you next time.